You're listening to the Ask Drone You podcast. You ask, we answer your drone questions. Whether you're here to turn your passion into profit or you simply fly for fun, we're a community of learners and teachers who aspire to achieve greatness. We are Drone You. Hey everyone, and welcome to another awesome episode of Ask Drone You. My name, that's right, you know it. It starts with a P. And it ends with an L. And it's only got four letters. What can I be? It's not poop. It's Paul. Anyway. <laughs> and it's not Rob, but I'm Rob. And uh, let's do this. Very excited to be here with you. Thankful for you all, as usual. Um, appreciate you spending a few minutes of your day with us. So let's hop right in. Definitely, definitely excited actually for this show because we've got a question asker today. And it's not really clear what the final kind of deliverable that he's asking about is. It's not clear, but at the same time, it's a really cool question because even whether the deliverable is unclear, what is clear is the outcome as far as like kind of what uh, the goal is. And I would just say, frankly, I am extremely excited to answer this question because it's all about historical preservation. And I think it's also going to kind of show the blurred line between a creative track and a technical track in drone careers or drone piloting navigation. Or, uh, you know, you get what I'm saying, essentially. Mm -hmm. Long story short is, is like, this comes down to someone wants to showcase historical preservation, a story, what places looked like 20, 30 years ago. And, uh, it's a really cool question, really excited about this show because it really showcases, once again, the two different tracks, creative and technical, how that line gets blurred super fast, but how also these technical tracks can really be beneficial when it comes to trying to complete a deliverable. And at the end of the day, when you can work in the creative side and the technical side, you have every tool in the toolbox to serve the needs of your clients. And I would say that the drone industry is still so young that it's exciting to see stuff like this, frankly. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's extremely exciting. So Yeah, I mean, great question. Fun question. I'm excited to hear your answer. I am too. And so today's question is brought to you by our mini landing pads. That's right. The Drone U mini landing pads are made for really Mavic-sized drones and smaller. So Mavic 2 Pro, Mavic 2 Zoom, uh, Autel Evo 2. That's a perfect drone for the mini landing pad. In fact, in a lot of the articles about the Autel Evo 2, since someone stole Haya's photo of me flying the Autel Evo 2, um, <laughs> it's actually, there's a mini landing pad in the photo. I love it when people steal my photos now because everyone still knows it's drone you because there's a landing pad in there. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you can't hide it. Anyway, uh, it's exciting. So if you like protecting your drone, if you like protecting the optics, the camera, from being hit with debris, dirt, messing up that shot right before you take off. Or maybe you just want a mini landing pad so that you can put more of your gear on the ground while you get your main bird ready. Whatever it is, I promise the mini landing pad is going to be one of the most valuable products in your arsenal. As a drone pilot, you know how important it is to take care of that drone. And not only does this landing pad make it easier, but it also makes 3D modeling easier as well. We have started using the mini landing pads for our MTP construction on recreating um, complex 3D models, and it's been really helpful. 
I wouldn't recommend it for mapping. As many of you know, we have our DroneU mapping landing pads, and those are literally double the size. And they're double the size, so it makes it super easy. So you can pick that GCP all the way at pixel level and make it super easy and not overexpose. So if you're like me and you love to adventure, you love to hike, you love to bike, and you love to take your drone with you, you're going to love the mini landing pad because you can fold it up and put it in your backpack. It's super tiny. It's super useful and valuable. Protect your drone, get better shots, and, well, look professional. Enjoy taking care of your equipment. Also, I think you're going to enjoy the professional look it gives to you. If you're like me, well, then you're going to want to get a mini landing pad. Oh, yeah, they float. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, question. Hello, my name is Robert, and I have a question regarding uh, more along the lines of software and, and the photography. I am pretty new to flying drones, and uh, I have a couple of years working in GIS, so I know some capabilities that are there. What I would hope to do is use drone photography in a quest to sort of retell some historical stories I would like to take photography from the drone and um, maybe backdate it. Use uh, some software to remove buildings, roads, and utilities that would not have been there at the time the historical event took place. But I really have no place to start. Everywhere where I pose this question, nobody really has any idea how to pursue that. So I'm hoping you could make some suggestions as the type of software I might be start looking at and maybe the drone that would capture the best images to affect that purpose. Thank you. Mm. Thank you, Robert. Appreciate the question. Um, as we said in the intro to the show, pretty excited about this question because it's unique, number one. And uh, I'm in part curious about, by the way, askadroneu.com is where Robert asked his question. So get yours in there as well, please. But I'm intrigued by what his ultimate goal is. I mean, I think on the surface, it seems clear. But what if the goal is more along the lines of starting with modern day and kind of maybe even in almost like a time lapse working backwards or something along those lines? I wonder what the ultimate vision that he has is other than just show, I guess, photogrammetry with older stuff. Because that's probably already there. I'm not convinced that that is his goal. I think I would, I would chalk up the goal to, he's trying to tell a story. Okay, right. But what is that story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I hear you. But not only is he trying to tell that story, and I love what you said too about the, the time lapse, the hyperlapse, you know. And I'm not sure what the story is. But I, the reason I wanted to hit this, Rob, because you're probably look, thinking right now, like, what is Paul doing? No, 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 I'm good. Um, I'm good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, the point that I'm trying to hit right now is that, look, he's trying to showcase a transformation. Okay. What it, what it used to be, what it is today. Okay, so you do think that he is wanting to include the modern day environment as well? I mean, I, any marketer, I'm guessing, you know, that he would, because again, you showcase that transformation. That's a very powerful tactic in sales. That's also why, why I wanted to bring it up is to once again, yeah. kind of tease this mastermind program that we're kind of coming up with to really go into these these sales things. And transformation is one of them. But Going forward, Rob, I think that he, I think you're right. I mean, ultimately, yeah, he's trying to tell a story. Yes, he's trying to showcase change over time. I'm not sure how, but that being said, it's exciting. I mean, mm -hmm. 
maybe I don't even understand your question. I feel like I kind of, I'm like, hmm, maybe I did miss Rob's point. Here. No, 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 I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, but ultimately, we have to have some sort of interpretation of what his goal is so that we can answer the question well. Yeah. And so what is your interpretation and how would you answer the question? Well, I think there are two ways to kind of go about it. Uh, way number one is simply Photoshop, right? You can take old historical photos and you can use like the um, the spot tool to essentially remove areas of a photo to remove a building and then add in what it used to look like. Um, I would honestly, as I as you and I were walking around the park today, I got really excited about this show because mm -hmm. it reminded me ex we weren't even walking around the park. We were at the conference table. Um, it excites me because it reminds me of how a lot of these war games, these war video games have created the mm. environments and maps that they have, which for some of you who are not familiar, long and the short of it is uh, the, is it EA Games? I'm pretty sure it's EA Games. I can't remember the company. It's not important. But long story short is there's a podcast and this guy was talking about how he was going through archives, literally in DC, going over satellite images and spy photos that had been taken of our own areas and they use those photos because they had a high level of overlap to literally recreate 3D models. And wow. then they filled in those areas with their mesh. And so, yeah, there's a lot of ancillary work that was done, you know, on top of that modeling. But Rob, I mean, uh, I think it's exciting if this guy can actually find old archived aerial imagery mm -hmm. that was used for documenting the size of a town or whatever. I mean, this stuff exists of Albuquerque, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, I have a picture of the old... Knob Hill. Knob Hill. Yeah. I love that picture because of the vision that it conveys. Anyways, go ahead. Honestly, that photo should actually probably be business, like in business school. I agree. And exactly. because Albuquerque has progressed at a, at a rate that other cities haven't had to, if that makes sense. Hmm. We've been like, Albuquerque was kind of like, hey, there's this huge you know, military base. We got to build up society to support this thing. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, so long story short is you can take these old photos and recreate 3D models from them. Now, why did I go that route, right? Well, you're not going to be able to do as much editing of those 3D models unless you have a very good sense of Blender or um, the Unreal Engine or uh, Lumineer. Uh, not Lumineer. Uh, damn it, I'm forgetting the name of this, uh, the software, but Long story short is 3D editing is much more difficult, but I think if he were to have a 3D model of the area that he's trying to create based off of photos from aerial imagery, either military imagery or old satellite imagery, he can recreate those 3D models using something like Pix. And then from there in Pix4D, um, and actually they have this in Drone Deploy now, you can create these video animations. Mm -hmm. And so he can create videos. He can control the perspective. He can show the right angle that he wants. Maybe the angle of photographs that he has historically isn't the kind of angle that he wants to show. Then it makes you think, hmm, if I create a 3D model, if I have the imagery, I can then select the perspective that I want. I can then select literally what I want instantly. Mm -hmm. And and I think that that's a much better way to go. Now, a simpler, or more simple workflow is if he has his historical photo and then he tries to take a photo from the exact same location with his drone and then he uses the eraser tool in Photoshop to selectively edit out the background image over the new image. Meaning, so you would have the newer modern image as your first uh, or as your second layer 
the first layer is the is the older image and then what you can do is delete parts of the newer image to show and now you're gonna have to match those up right and so the reason that you're going that direction is so that you you have an accurate um I guess, deduction to the image. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so my lines would line up kind of thing. Yeah. So like huh. if there's one old building in that photo, I would use the older photo to set up the drone to try to get the same exact shot mm. or perspective because then it's a simple, you know, it's like construction cut and fill, except it's with images. Cut, fill, yeah. cut, fill, cut, fill. So <laughs> Interesting. But if you, so it, it sounds as though one of the primary options for him to do Something at least similar to what he's asking is Photoshop. For a photo, yes. For a photo, right. To overlay an old photo on a new photo, yes. But what if you don't have the old photo? So you take the new photo, you could still use the eraser tool. And because what I heard him saying is that I'm going to take a current image and remove the modern stuff to get back in time to an older photo. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily that it looks older, but it has, it doesn't have the newer buildings and so forth on it. So that's why, again, I'm trying to figure out what the he goal could is. Replace, yeah, and it's not really clear, right? Yeah. And that's why we're kind of going these different routes that he could go. But I will say, kind of to your point about what you're saying, is he could remove buildings from an image and replace it with dirt. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's not really hard. I would say I would go to the Library of Congress and look up photos, archive photos of this, whatever you're trying to recreate. And then I would also try to find out if there's satellite imagery of that. Sometimes you have to go into declassified uh, military imagery. That's actually what EA did or whatever the company is uh, did for their video games. I would use the same thing. I, it's so funny because as he talks about this, I'm like, man, there's a there's literally another business opportunity. There's 2067. You know, go download all the old archival satellite images and create 3D models of towns, and then create a new 3D model, and then do a hyperlapse and uh, literally showcase the difference in real time on digital 3D. I mean, that would be such a cool way to show it. And all you have to do is create the 3D model of the old, of the new, make a video animation tool, click the video animation tool, make your video, literally extract, and you can only do this in pics, you can extract the video animation line, the, the flight path of the camera, and you can import it into the second project and make the exact same camera path so it's super easy to blend them together. Very cool. I mean, I honestly, when I heard this, I was like, man, I wish I had some models to play with while I was doing this because this just sounds like fun. Yeah. So he's on to something. He's definitely on to something. Hmm. Definitely. And I think the reason that he may have had difficulty getting his question answered is simply because the question isn't really clear. I mean, it, you kind of get a sense of what he's after, but not the how. And I think that's because he doesn't really know the how, right? So he's like, well, like that's I kinda, what he's asking. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know. I hope this is helpful. Is there any other software that comes to mind that might be of use for this particular use case? There's a couple, but I'm. I want to say it's like Lumen 3D, but I can't. It starts with an L and then 3D. I can't remember the name of it. I've been getting into so many softwares myself. <laughs> it's just like, oh, that's too much. So, um, but honestly, if it were me being a drone pilot. Work smarter, not harder. I would just use Pix, damn it. It's just so good. Yeah. Like when you can do so much with that program, it really makes it valuable. And so Pix4D, remember that. When you add so much into it and you allow people to grow into the software, they see it as valuable. CLV scores, high. 
<laughs> yes, we are aware of the changes that are coming up. CLV scores, I'm going to predict, will go down. Mm. So anyway, um, this is exciting. It, it is. It goes to show how, again, one point cloud can be used to create hundreds of deliverables. Yeah, one more example. Robert, if you um, don't mind, we'd love to hear what you end up doing. Maybe even share some of your work with us. That would be really cool for us to see and uh, sort of celebrate with you. And then obviously, if you have follow-up questions, astronew.com. We'd love to hear uh, about those as well. So very, very good stuff. Cool. Hopefully that was helpful. But again, if not, let us know. Follow-up I questions. Think it was, I think it was pretty... Yeah, we would actually like to know more about this project because... Once again, one of the things that I would like to do if I was super rich and didn't have to work all the time uh, is uh, actually creating 3D models of cities. Yeah. Full-blown 3D models, architecture, the whole nine. Mm -hmm. There's just so much opportunity. And I think as we move, you know, look, division is clear. And I hope it doesn't, you know, get to a boiling point. I really don't. Um, but it looks like the fourth turning is kind of in progress. And um, as we know from history, bombs go off in cities and buildings are lost forever. And one way that we can help preserve the history of the earth and architecture and society and humanity is mapping things mm -hmm. and creating 3D models. Yeah. Like, honestly, it's, I, I wish if there was one thing that I could do, I would love to like map downtown Alexandria. Holy cow, would that be cool? Um, now it's in like a zero, absolutely no way grid. <laughs> I mean, people still comment on my video from like 10 years ago when I flew Alexandria. And they're like, how did you fly this? It's a TFR, the freeze, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, it's because before drones, UAS were not mentioned in TFRs. Now they are. So yes, now you could not do this. But I got the video. <laughs> so and i didn't cause any problems either when you have these thoughts you gotta act on them. that's right because the uh the opportunity might be fleeting and probably is i made that video for a realtor and she's like oh yeah i've used that for like 80 clients now i'm like i need like 90 grand <laughs> oh boy by the way we watched remember the titans uh with the kids the other night because they hadn't seen it yeah why do you react that way because bet my mom who, uh, born and raised from Alexandria, Arlington, um, she says that she doesn't ever remember Alexandria ever being that racist. And I would just say that... Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would say that while Northern Virginia is by far the most... Uh, liberal's not the right word. Um, it's by far the most open-minded, right? They call D.C. the mixing bowl for a reason. Mm -hmm. Um I would say that, uh, you know, while my mom said what she said, I could definitely see a lot of the things that were in that movie happening mm. after I went back to Alexandria this last time with Hoel. Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But interestingly, that story is with somebody from Texas. <laughs> yes, it so, was. I don't know yes, how much was. that speaks. Well, in any case, it hadn't For hit me. For the sanctity me. of my family, we're not going to say what happened. In the, in, no, I'm certainly not. <laughs> in the, uh, uh, we are all embarrassed. Let's just say that. So... <laughs> Um, anyways, I just had never clicked that it was Alexandria that the movie was based in, um, based on a true story. So they say it is based on but a true so story. I don't know. Well, so what was your point of saying you saw the movie? I like totally hijacked your story. No, no, no. Just cause you were talking about like Alexandria. Yeah. And so it made me think of it. And yeah. So five years ago, they tore the high school Small down. World. They told what? They tore the high school down to and put a new something. Uh huh. It's gorgeous. 
Yeah. It's literally like you would never see a building this beautiful in the entire West. It costs way too much money. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like imagine. a five story, perfect brick. Like every accent piece is just perfect. Like, I mean, one, how I, the other half lives, people. I like colonial architecture. I think it's beautiful. <laughs> so I do too. If it's in its proper place. For sure. Um, why are we talking about? We're, we're, we're not anymore. We're moving oh. on. All right. Well, I want to map Alexandria. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for listening. If you have a question, please go to askadroneu.com. Sorry for the diatribe at the end. It's just, hey, we like to have fun too. Thanks for being here with us. Thank you for supporting us. As you know, the waves are coming. The tide is building. Things are coming down the pipe at the end of this year. And I just want to say to a lot of you who have reached out to me privately, it means so much to me. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Grateful, grateful, grateful. You, ladies and gentlemen, are the fuel for this show. So thank you. Send in your question. We love to help. That's why we're here. Ask Drone You. We believe that videos, images, words, and sounds have the absolute power to inform, inspire, and entertain. We reject indecision, confusion, and vanity, for they work against the community. We are united under the virtues of safety and knowledge. We are a training community of learners and teachers who encourage and energize each other to achieve greatness. We are pilots, videographers, photographers, freelancers, business owners, enthusiasts, experts, and apprentices. We are creators. We are the Drone Youth.